Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. History being made in Philadelphia as a new mayor. Sets a new tone for the city, makes big promises. We have Trump news. We have POTUS news. So much to talk about on the political front. And as well, updating you on everything that's happening locally, nationally. And of course, of course, we want to talk about these new laws. By the way, a single ticket won the $842 million Powerball drawing. Wouldn't that be great to win the Powerball, $842.4 million. What would you do with that kind of money? So even after taxes, yeah, you're probably going to get like $442 million, but still, that's pretty amazing. So what would you do with that kind of money? Would you quit your job? Would you tell people? That's a big one. So that's one of my questions as we move forward. When we think about all the new laws <clears throat> happening, and there are laws taking effect in in Pennsylvania that I have talked about, including you know, lowering the standards for police recruitment purposes, right? And also, it was a deadly year for law enforcement. I mean, my goodness, how many funerals did we have? I know for us, um, with families backing the badge, and thank you for so many of you coming out in December as we're fundraising to help the widows, the children, of those who were killed in the line of duty or and or those who were injured in the line of duty. So we know here locally, nationally, this has been a very tough, a tough year for for police and law enforcement in general. Do we have Betsy? Let's get to um, my friend, Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith. Happy New Year, Betsy. Happy 2024. Happy New Year to you. It, uh, it doesn't, it's unbelievable, right, that it's 2024. It's crazy. I know. The time flies for sure. And obviously, you're somebody who, you know, you've worked in law enforcement over the years. You, you Obviously, you're coming to us as working for the National Police Association now, which is a nonprofit supporting law enforcement officers across the United States of America. So you come to this with I think a, a lot of different skill sets, if you will, um, Betsy, because of your depth of experience and now training individuals and training women in law enforcement. What do you make of, you know, first of all, talk about the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force investigating the situation, which we now have some new details as far as in this regard, it looks like this, they're saying it may have been terrorism. They found a suicide note. 
But now we have the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force investigating after that situation where um, two vehicles, one laden with gas canisters, crashed and then plowed into that crowd outside the concert there at the Kodak Center, killing two people, injuring many others. And, and we're hearing now that they had suspected and feared this could be a case of domestic terrorism. Well, we've got a 35-year-old suspect. Uh, his name is Michael Avery. Now, his, and law enforcement's in touch with his family. Um, and he's from the Syracuse uh, area. And he is said to be bipolar. So he uh, left a suicide note. We don't know, you know, what's in that suicide note. Um, but, uh, but, and they're not saying this is domestic terrorism, um, but what they are saying is uh, the FBI and the Joint Terrorism Task Force is investigating it right now as domestic terrorism. Because when you have, you know, you have somebody uh, with that amount of explosive material with them, uh, you know, and, uh, and apparently had quite a bit of writings, you know, hopefully we'll find out about that. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it was a very frightening situation. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just like, you know, kind of similar to what happened New Year's Eve, where we had a vehicle crash into a group of people uh, and injuring, uh, including two police officers, um, just outside of Times Square. Now that turned out to be um, just somebody running from the police. This situation in Rochester um, sounds like a, a whole lot more premeditated, mm-hmm. and uh, but we'll just have to wait for the investigation to find out what was really happening. But I mean, how long have we been talking about terrorism, right? Yes. Since October seventh, um, we've been waiting for something to to happen. So we'll just have to see. Yeah, just kind of bracing for that. And I think that who was it, Mayorkas? I mean, that was that shocker. You know, when the Biden administration, it was midweek. I think we talked after that. It was like on a Wednesday. And all of a sudden, the Biden administration had spoken out and said, oh, we we fear a terrorism, a terrorist attack may be imminent and changing some border strategies. And so that is concerning moving into the new year. And obviously, that puts law enforcement on high alert. Am I correct here that going into the new year, we have law enforcement where we have recruitment is they're trying to recruit people, but we have the numbers down. We have people flooding over the border, more than 300,000 just last month, tallying up those numbers. This is this is tough to, in my opinion, and you, you tell me, you're the expert, but this is tough to recruit law enforcement when you look at the insanity that's happening and then the fact that police feel like, you know what, anybody being recruited feels like, oh, man, this is a thankless job. Thankless well, and dangerous. Knows. Absolutely. You know, and you you talk about the border. Here I sit in Tucson, Arizona, and uh, we talk to Border Patrol weekly. And, and they are having, I just had another friend retire. You know, it was her last day yesterday. And uh, because they're so frustrated because they became Border Patrol agents to be able to protect the sovereignty of this country. And now what they do is they process paperwork. And right now at the southern border here in Arizona, we have huge groups of mostly military-aged young men from 80, 90 different countries that are just waiting 
to uh, get to the airport. We're at the point now where they're here in Tucson, Arizona. It's a city of less than a million people. They're just doing street releases. Our shelters are full. The migrant hotels are full. They're busing them up here, and they just drop them off. And, uh, and uh, you know, they, they're taking some to the different airports, Phoenix, Tucson, this and that. But now we just have street releases, and there's nowhere for these people to go. It's, you know, and so here's these, here's our Border Patrol agents. They're so frustrated, they're just leaving. And then you talk about city cops, county cops, small town cops. Again, three three years now of being demonized and vilified, mm-hmm. and and uh, and now at, at the first of the year, you see so many changes in different laws. For example, in my native Illinois, you know, so many more anti-police laws have gone into effect, and of course, it's affecting recruitment. It's affect it's uh, affecting retention, and it's just affecting quality of life. For people around the country, everybody wants to feel safe. And, you know, people who don't feel safe aren't free. And we're all about freedom here in America. And we seem less free every year. Well, that that's the truth. I mean, here in Philadelphia, although we had an amazing day for the Mummers Parade and law enforcement on full display, and we felt safe for so many thousands of people to come here and enjoy just a beautiful day. And I hope that marks a new beginning for us. In Philadelphia, we saw the deadliest summer, for example, on record in Philadelphia. This summer, about eight people per day were shot in Philadelphia. That sounds like a a third world country. It's just not acceptable. But also, you know, when you think about the final weekend of 2023, it was a, a deadly and dangerous weekend for law enforcement. Just a horrible way to wrap up 2023 with all of the law enforcement officers shot and or killed Betsy. Right. We had three police officers shot uh, in in a two-day period. I'm sorry, six police officers shot, three fatally. Um, We have a total of, we we lost 123 police officers in the line of duty in 2023. And I want to point out that that of the 47 police officers shot and killed in the United States in 2023, five were from Pennsylvania. Five. That's huge. It was a deadly, deadly year for your law enforcement um, in Pennsylvania, as well as around the the country. Now, last year, uh, because there is some good news, uh, in 2022, we had 61 police officers shot and killed. So we whittled that down to 47. But we had over 350 police officers shot in the United States in 2023. And about half of those were officer ambushes. So while our fatalities are down, and, and another reason our fatalities are down is because there were only six line-of-duty COVID deaths in 2023, as opposed to uh, nearly 100 in 2022. But the deaths are down, the attacks are up. So we've got to thank uh, training, we've got to thank medicine, um, and we've got to thank things like tactical, uh, we call it tactical uh, medical aid, where we learn how to do our own first aid for ourselves, for, you know, my, you know, our partner, you know, my partner gets shot at domestic, um, you know, we all now carry tourniquets, things like that. Um, But it is dangerous out there. 
and very often deadly. And as we look back at 2023, 123 police officers laid down their lives for their citizens. Yeah, and I think, and we all know some of their family members, their children. There, we just had an event, like I say, a couple weeks ago, where you know we were with those many, many of the widows. And I hate to say it, as a longtime you know, news reporter here in Philadelphia, on the television side, one, I'll, I'll give you an example, Betsy, um, Judy Cassidy. I saw her for the first time in years. And how do I know her? Because her husband, Officer Chuck Cassidy, was gunned down here decades ago in Philadelphia. And I saw her. She came out to an event supporting the wives and family members of officers injured or shot on the job and shot and killed. And I thought, oh, my God, like, here's, you know, Judy. And, and I think, you know, Maureen Faulkner as well. Maureen was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think of this. It's a disgrace that we have this this club, if you will, of 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 people who have been there, who understand it. And then they, because they empathize clearly with those going through this, with kids and raising kids, and now your 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 life partner has been gone down on the job and how you're going to manage that and handle it. And to me, it's in many ways a disgrace, number one, that we have to have that in America, uh, that that should ever, ever in any way be tolerated. And it is, if you will. Mm-hmm. Number two, that we should have to have fundraisers right i think that if you if your if your loved one who's a cop who's the breadwinner and they're gone down we shouldn't have to have community fundraisers to make sure that you can pay your you know your pico bill and i, I think there's a piece of yeah. this that that's wrong that's a sin it's a disgrace and th- and that's what's happening well, you're absolutely right. Why do organizations like Tunnels to Towers and, and uh, the Wounded Blue have to exist? Um, you know, because our military and our law enforcement, if, if uh, someone dies in the line of duty or is catastrophically injured, it seems like a no-brainer that their family should be taken care of. And, uh, and yet you're absolutely right. There are all these charities uh, that do nothing but take care of the families and thank God for them because, yes. you know, long after uh, that police officer is honored and buried, there are still mortgage payments to pay and college expenses and uh, just day to day life expenses. And, you know, there are some provisions in place, but, and you have probably talked to some of these widows where it is a battle to be able to access a lot of the federal and state funding that is supposed to help those families. So, you know, that's why, unfortunately, that's why these organizations exist. And, you know, this is the thing, you know, you talk about some of these, you know, widows who's whose uh, husband sacrificed, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, there still and always will be a member of that very special club. And really nobody understands what it's like to be a member of that unless, I think, unless you've been through it. I've talked to an awful lot of widows and widowers, um, but I was fortunate to get through my career as a cop and as a cop's wife um, relatively uh, unscathed, and uh, 
It's just unthinkable when, when, you know, you say goodbye to your husband or wife at night, have a nice night at work, honey, and they never come home again. It's just, it's unthinkable, but it happens every year. It's so true. As we continue the conversation with Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith, National Police Association, I just wanted to ask your take on another new law in Pennsylvania that's going into effect this year, and this is the physical fitness standards that have been lowered for police for law enforcement here, according to the new law that police no longer need to reach the exact same physical standards to serve in Pennsylvania that they once did. And so they would they would score only within the 30th percentile of those so-called Cooper standards, which would generally correspond to the 30th percentile of the entire population. Part of me thinks, man, with this obesity epidemic <laughs> and post, post-pandemic, you probably could just keep it the same because we've all lowered our standards. So maybe they're just, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, but what do you make of this? Well, it's incredibly frustrating. I was, I was, uh, you know, a big fitness advocate when, uh, when I was a police officer, my husband served on staff at the Cooper Institute and, uh, and, you know, those Cooper fitness standards are not very difficult. Um, but when we, there's a, there's a, a misnomer that if we somehow lower standards, fitness standards, we'll get more candidates to this job. The problem is, is what have we all been talking about now for three years? People are demanding better trained police officers, better educated, better quality candidates. And now we're going to lower standards. We already lowered them academically. Now we're going to lower the fitness standards. Look, the reason you need a fit cop is not necessarily because you need them to last 20 minutes in a foot pursuit. You need them to be physically healthy so that they can work for 20 or 30 years as a police officer and not be prone to injury or to, uh, you know, disability of some sort. We lose five or six cops a year to heart attacks. Um, and part of that's genetics, but part of that is is fitness. You need to be fit as a cop, not only to be physically healthy, but to be mentally healthy. So as we reduce these fitness standards, we reduce that recruit's ability to be successful in the police academy and then to be successful on the street as a police officer. And frankly, I find it insulting. I hear a lot of... Um, so-called experts say that if we lower fitness standards, we'll get more women and minorities to apply. So the implication there is mm-hmm. that women and minorities are less fit to begin with. And I find that incredibly insulting uh, as someone who is a woman cop for 29 years. So, it, you know, we'll see how this shakes out. You and I will probably be talking about this a year from now. As uh, we see how this uh, moves forward in in Pennsylvania's ability to recruit and uh, retain quality cops, yeah, and it, and to your point about the physical fitness standards for a male, let's say a twenty to twenty nine year old male recruit, that would mean twenty six push ups in a minute or thirty eight sit ups. So then, apparently, for the same age group. They would say a female doesn't have to do 26 push-ups. They, they would do slightly less. 
it's not really that, you know, we're not talking about 120 push-ups, right? That That's what strikes right. me about it, you know? It's kind of embarrassing. If you're, if you're a young person and you can't do 30 push-ups, you need to go to the gym. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> you're, you, uh, Sergeant Betsy, you know, that's the thing, like, you could have your own fitness club. This is a judgment zone. <laughs> Exactly. As we all make our New Year's resolution. Well, I yes, we will continue the conversation. Just thank you so much for coming on um, this morning and Happy New Year. We just, we think the world of you and, and we get such a great reaction. Every time you're on, I just hear such great things. So thanks for your time. We really appreciate you, Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith. Thanks, Don. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.